Welcome to Switchfoot Song Stories, a fan-run and operated podcast, not affiliated with Switchfoot. All right, the one, the only Andy Barron joins us this week. How's it going, Andy? It's going all right. It's oddly enough, there are other Andy Barons, oh, which well. I which well, there's there's actually one who is a photographer oh. who, who I get tagged in uh, fairly regularly, and I have to tell them <laughs> that is not me. He shoots for the Reno Gazette newspaper, and he always covers oh. Burning Man, and I always get tagged in a lot of Burning Man photos every year. But that's not me. <laughs> well, I know longtime Switchfoot fans, I'm sure, would call you the one and only uh, for many years. Working as a photographer, videographer, all that good stuff for the band. Uh, more recently, working with uh, Chris Stapleton, which some of you may have heard of. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Andy has also worked with several other amazing artists over the years. He's had you know work published with Rolling Stone, USA Today, Relevant Magazine, and many more. So I want to start at the very beginning, though, for anyone who may not know, kind of the beginning of your Switchfoot journey. Um, heard you had like a, if the Wikipedia page is, is correct, <laughs> heard you had a meeting with, uh, with Chad, maybe a little in and out burger and, uh, kind of, he shared some photos. You were in college, I think at the time, is that how it all started? Yeah. So I was, um, working for my college newspaper. I went to Biola university out in California and, um, was just working for my college paper. I, I had always loved Switchfoot, um, growing up and just like getting into music and getting into their records. I think the first, I think the first one of theirs I got was new way to be human was my first album of theirs. Um, and so when I was in college, um, I shot photos at a show of theirs. They were playing the glass house out in Pomona and, um, for a college paper, they would post kind of like concerts coming up and post little like concert reviews every now and then. So I was like, well, let's go do Switchfoot. So we got, into that and I shot that show, um, put a photo in the paper. And I think I, I think I was the one who wrote like a little concert review of the show too. And I put that in the paper and we sent a couple copies off to their management at the time, just, or, or I forget who it was. It ended up in front of their, someone at their management and ended up in front of Chad. And he was just like, oh, we like this photo a lot. So he just reached out. I honestly, I'm trying to remember if it was on MySpace that dates me, how old I am. Um, if it was on like MySpace or email or what, or I forget, but Chad reached out and I still remember like, I was like freaking out like the first time that he reached out to me. Cause I, I even made some comment to him like playing bass. And then I like, was like, oh no, wait, he plays drums. And I was just like, so, cause I was just like flustered as I was typing um but um come to find out they were going to be up in LA soon because they all have, live in San Diego and um so they're like we'd love to see any more photos you took that night and this was back in I mean I was this would have been gosh if I was in college and I graduated this would have been like 2001 I think so I still had like all my negatives I had to scan so I scanned all my negatives in because i shot them all on film, you know, and had like our little dark room. And so I um, scanned everything in and I had all my photos and stuff like in a notebook. And also I had, I forget how I got it, but I had someone I knew had an early copy of The Beautiful Letdown before it came out. And I had that. And so I was working on a project 
for class where we had to design like an album packaging. And because I had this early like burned CD version of it, I was like, well, I'll just make a beautiful letdown packaging just because I had this CD that there was no artwork for yet. And so I was just thinking like, oh, well, I won't have anything like influencing what it'll look like or whatever. So I had made all this stuff for it. I, I hand wrote out all the lyrics on all this like masking tape and like it looks so dated and ridiculous now but like when i was in college i thought it was the greatest thing um and so that was all in my folder of like all my photos together so i just like brought because it was just like all my switchfoot stuff so i brought it and i met with chad at the in and out burger right off like valley view right by biola it was him and his wife and his kids i think were there too um because they were just going up to do something in LA and he looked, he's like, man, we love these. Like we, we should use it for something or whatever. Or like, he just, I just was, I was just so blown away that he like, that there was something that they saw that they thought was cool. They saw something in me with those photo, that photo. And they were like reached out. Um, and then they, they took all that stuff. And it's funny, like all those, that masking tape we ended up using and like a merch poster that we made forever ago um, that they sold on the road and it was all my photos that were in there and I made this poster and I was like oh my gosh I made a poster for Switchfoot and then I ended up like making another poster for them um, with a few more photos because then at that point I had, I had a relationship with them and anytime they were up in LA they'd give me a photo pass and like a ticket to the show and I was just like sure yeah free Switchfoot show so um, yeah so I just like developed a relationship with them and then it was right after I graduated college. So that was like through the years, I would do things here and there with them. And then I graduated college in 2005 and um, was kind of trying to figure out what to do. And then um, I just started a job. It was like one of those like sell your stuff on eBay stores. Um, and, Cause I was just trying to find any job where like photography skills would come into play. And this was like more than minimum wage. So I was like, okay, I'll just start here. So I was, I had my first day at the sell your stuff on eBay store and I was driving home and Tim called me and was like, Hey, what are you doing for the next like few months? Do you want to come on tour with us? And I was like, please. So <laughs> I never went back. I don't think I ever called the, the sell your stuff on eBay store. And yeah, I went on tour with them and I pretty much have not stopped touring or working in music since then. So, um, yeah. So I guess that's my origin story with Switchfoot. <laughs> how many years did you, uh, if you remember, with with Switchfoot? Man, it was it was a few years. I mean, I, I again, I think I started like around like 2006, and it was probably I'm trying to remember like kind of album wise. Like I remember I shot photos while they were recording. Nothing is sound, and then Oh Gravity. Because I remember my photo was in the like album packaging for Oh Gravity, and I was like freaking out because that was fun. Um, gosh, which one's after Oh Gravity? Is that Hello, Hello Hurricane? Yeah. And so then I did the album packaging for Hello Hurricane, and then um, they have so many records. I just like I forget. Like yeah. they've just been going at it for so long. Um, and so I, I want to say it was probably like 2011, 10 or eleven, somewhere in there where. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it's it's funny too because I don't even remember really how it happened. I think it was just I had gotten enough other stuff like work stuff going on and like um, maybe they had wanted to bring someone else out. I for, I forget what it was, but I just yeah, I just 
didn't go into it with them. And then I, that's when I started up with Foster the People um, for a few years after that. So yeah, I've kind of been fortunate enough to kind of work with artists for a good chunk of time. So I've been, I was a Switchfoot for probably like four or five years and then was with Foster the People for about three or four years. And then now I've been with Stapleton since um, February, 2016. So yeah, I was with, and then starting with Stapleton um, in like February, 2016. And I've been with him for um six is that six years yeah geez so yeah, I've, heard, uh, I've heard the stapleson guy has some potential if he keeps working hard <laughs> we'll see be- we'll see he might hit one of these days that's awesome though it's a lot of years a lot of tours a lot of memories mm-hmm. um, yes. I, I met you a long time ago i don't expect you to remember it because it was probably 15 years ago but it was the uh the first reliant k tour um i believe our, our company had a couple shows uh, a few dates for that so Okay. We were backstage several hours before the show, and I remember asking you, I said, hey, Andy, you getting some good uh, footage for the podcast, and uh, I still remember what you said. You were like, I hope so, otherwise I am fired. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, it was, man, it, was so, it was so funny that the podcast was so, just so fun, and like, looking back on it now, I've, I honestly feel like there were there weren't a ton of other kind of like video podcasts like that. Like, and I had to, I had to figure all that out, like how to code mm-hmm. it and like upload the video and like figure all that out. Cause like none of us knew what we were doing. I had to figure that out. Um, and like video is definitely not my forte. Like I definitely lean, I think lean more photo than video. I know it's like a pretty similar skill set, but it's, I think there's an art to both. And I think I definitely lean more photo. Um, but with that, it was just so much like sitting in the back lounge, like logging tapes. Cause that was still like, I had my mini DV thing and I had to connect it. And like, it was such a process Whereas like now it's like felt shooting on even like an SLR or anything else. You can just like pop the card out, put it in and it's like done. And I was like, oh my gosh, you kids these days, that's when I feel really old, but it was just so fun and like silly. And they're just like the perfect band to, to do that with because they're I, I always remember some some interview that I think it was John or Chad did whereas like they take the music very seriously but they don't take themselves very seriously and that was so true because like obviously like John's an incredible songwriter and all the words that he has to say are like so poignant and genius but then like off stage they're like the silliest dudes ever and just like so much fun um yeah i I will forever love them seeing as they gave me a life and a career and, and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember at that time when they were coming out, I remember like telling some friends, like, what, what band does this? I don't know of any other bands that are doing these like behind the scenes, you know, some moments are serious. Some are just off the wall. Some are just, you know, cool adventures behind the scene type looks. Um, yeah. I guess maybe some of our newer, some of the newer Switchfoot fans may not know this, but these video podcasts you can still watch on YouTube. You just type in Switchfoot podcast on YouTube, and mm-hmm. there's a channel full of them, ton of videos. I think there was about forty episode or full episodes, arranged from like three to seven minutes, and yeah. it's a really like inside look. And I've been going back this week and kind of reminiscing on some, and I don't know if, yeah. it's, if some <clears throat> some of the moments. Uh, that you can remember, but I wrote down in my notes, like the Switchfoot Ultimate Frisbee Academy, the oh, yeah. chasing alligators, <laughs> uh, stuffing Chad and sound equipment boxes. 
Oh yeah. Practicing the claps for amateur lovers looking for lost Christmas cards that, you know, the, the great mystery of where the cards were. Um, those yeah. are something that brought to that, that I could remember. I just love that they were always game to like do stuff and like go uh, film like silly, like fun things like that. Cause um, yeah, it's just not everyone's like that. And so it was, it was, it was really fun. Yeah. I, I look back on all of those moments, even, even having to sit in the back lounge and capture tapes till three in the morning, like with, with very fond memories. Yeah. So. Do you have, it may kind of run together with, since you've been doing it for so long, but like, mm. Uh, as far as the, the switch for years, um, do you have any, what were some of your favorite tours, favorite venues, or even oh, some, some of the favorite bands that kind of toured with them that you uh, maybe became friends with over the years? Man, um, that was, that was a tough question. I, <laughs> I remember there's, there's one story in, in particular that I, I will always remember. <laughs> we were at Creation Fest. It was one of the first times I ever like did anything with, um, or it was early enough on where it was just like a big, huge festival. I had never, I mean, I grew up in Southern California and Christian music, I don't think was as big of like a thing as it was out here. Like I live in Nashville now, currently that's where I am now. And like out here on the East coast, there were just so many more like festivals and stuff that existed. Like, I think there was spirit West coast was a big one out in California, but that was like kind of more Northern California. And I, it just wasn't in my radar so like whenever there was all these like big Christian festivals, it was always such like a like, oh, this is crazy. There's like 80,000 people here. Like what's happening? And I remember we had a guitar tech who had never worked with any sort of faith based band before or anything. And we were on stage uh, at Creation East in Pennsylvania. So it was like massive festival. And um, Barlow Girl was up on stage like playing and uh, we're all just kind of like up there, like watching whatever. And, and our uh, guitar tech, he, he was just up there, like, first of all, smoking a cigarette and like the stage manager was like freaking out. Like you can't smoke. He's like, he'd never worked with that. He's like I'm in a music festival and I'm outside. Like you can't smoke a cigarette. Like, so I was just watching him like process this. And then so like Barlow girls up there, just like, all right, this next song is for all the girls out here. We want you to change history, girls. We want you to change history like that. And we're all standing up there. And John, the guitar tech, he like takes a drag off a cigarette, turns around and looks at us, and he goes, "Change history? These these broads got some time she don't I don't know about." I guess there there were a few more like expletives thrown in there. I'll I'll save for the little ears. And we just were like dying laughing, like just these broads got some time machine I don't know about. Change history like that, and just. I just remember like we were just like dying laughing. So I don't know why that memory just popped in. Um, but like tours, I mean, the ones with Reliant K were always great. Um, those guys are our buddies. And then um, Mute Math, I remember was always yeah. awesome. Um, and, like Paper Out, they're still like, they're still like, I'll put that record on now. And I'm like, man, this, they're the band that I'm always like, they should have been massive. Like they're yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, they're great. And then um, like one of my best buds now that I met, he uh, he used to drum for a band called Dismas. Do you remember that band? It sounds um, like yeah. So, but he's now like, he helps manage Stapleton and that's how I got this job. And so, and he's like one of my best buds. And so like all the friendships and people that I've met like through music a lot was because of being on tour with Switchfoot. And then 
like even with them, like I was with Switchfoot in like New Zealand and they were playing a show with like Hillsong United and I met Brooke Frazier or Brooke Ligertwood, but you know, Brooke Frazier. Yeah. Then and and um connected with her and her husband Scotty and then I did a bunch of work for them and have been friends with them throughout the years. So it's like working with Switchfoot, I met pretty much everyone that's like in my sphere or like my music world um, is because of them. So yeah, yeah they've so, introduced yeah. me to a lot of a lot of bands over the years. I was going to predict uh, two of them that you said, Mute Math and Paper Out. Yeah, I've seen so many people that are fans of Switchfoot just latch onto those bands as well. I think yeah. I sent a tweet to uh, to JT the other day about how I think Real Emotion turned six already or something like that. Um, just Crazy, a great album, but yeah, good. those that Paper Out is like, I like even I think it was like two days ago I put on or I was flying back. Um, I just I flew out to California and went to the um, Taylor Hawkins the Foo Fighters mm-hmm. tribute show, and I was like flying back and I was like looking at what was like downloaded on my phone. Cause I was like, I should have prepared like podcasts or a movie or something to listen to, but I had that paper out record. I'm like, Oh, I got to listen to this. So I listened to it. And I'm like, man, it's so good. Still like they're, yeah. they're great. Yeah. Yep. I think I saw Paul Meany's doing some solo stuff coming up. So I'm, oh, nice. yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to that for sure. Yeah. And Darren was like one of the best drummers I've ever seen. Like he's insane. Yeah. He's so good. Also saw with Stapleton, you were at Wrigley field not long ago. I'm jealous of that one. I, I tried to, tried to go, but couldn't um, with work. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was that was a crazy day because we also had um, uh, the High Women were on, which was awesome, and Mavis Staples and um, Mike Campbell, who was from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, um, was there. But then we also had a crazy storm with like lightning that was potentially going to roll in, so they we had to push everything up early and cut people's sets, and like then it, then the storm ended up not even hitting us; it like went just north of us. So it was like it was just a it was just a crazy day, but it was so fun. I mean the fact that he can play places like that. It's yeah. uh, a big huge show. Like it's so, it's super fun. Yeah. This one you may or may not have an answer for, but do you have a particular, and you can name a few if you want to, but do you have mm-hmm. a particular photograph or any work that you are like most proud of, like that comes to the top of your mind of like, mm. this is really like what I'm most proud of. Hmm. It's, it's, you're correct in the sense that it is hard to pinpoint like one thing. Um, I I feel very fortunate that whoever I work with, I think um, appreciates like the consistency of something over time. Cause like, I know plenty of people who will work for a band, like for a tour and then they're, they'll get someone else for the next tour or someone else for the next tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I, I appreciate like, a band like Switchfoot or Foster the People or Stapleton for liking someone's work enough to like st- be consistent and, and stay with them for a long time. Um, I mean, the there's there's one shot that I got. I, I think it's like I mean I'm sure I posted on Instagram like half a dozen times or whatever, but um, and it's on my like website too. But it's Chris and Morgan at Wrigley Field, and there was the the time they played at Wrigley Field before this last show was opening for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers wow. right before he pa- right before he passed away. Um, but I just remember I like got this one moment. It was one of those ones that like, right when I took it, I was like, yep, that's a good one. And then I looked, I was like, Oh crap. Like, okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, so that one stands out. Um, 
I mean, there's plenty of other photographs that I've taken throughout the years that are sitting on a hard drive waiting to be put in a book or something someday that I'm also very proud of. But yeah, um, yeah. that's like Switchfoot uh, songs that are tucked away, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, that dude, John writes more songs than like anyone I've ever been around ever in any musical capacity. Like, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, he's probably written more songs than songs that I've heard in my life. So, <laughs> but. Well, speaking of songs, uh, you decided to talk about learning to breathe a little bit. Um, I did. Actually, we, we've been DMing for a while and you chose a song a while back and, and we uh, made sure to save it for your episode. So. What well, yeah, you- when you, when you asked me about it, I just, that was the first song that came to my head. So I was like, don't let anyone steal that one. So thank you so, for dissuading anyone from taking it if they tried. <laughs> So one question I usually ask our guests is, you know, out of all the songs, you know, why, mm-hmm. why would, does this one mean a lot to you? Why did you choose uh, that one to talk about? Yeah, I think um, that record, New Way to Be Human and that record specifically, I remember just, I wore out the CDs. Like, um, I mean, like growing up in the church and listening to music, uh, it was hard to escape Switchfoot. And then, um not to rag on the Christian music scene, but there was, there was a lot of music that just wasn't like great. Like I just, I remember thinking like, Oh, this is fine or whatever. But then like when I first heard switch, I was like, Oh, these are like, this is really good. Like it's different and it feels like very fresh and good. Um, And even going back now, like listening to those two records specifically, those that's like my wheelhouse of switch, but like new way and learning to breathe, obviously I celebrate their entire catalog, but like, that's like my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like nostalgic. Like it's, it's ingrained in me. Um, like I, I have this like vivid memory with my disc man on a road trip with my parents, I think from like Vegas to California, like we did this, it was like my seventh grade year, like this whole like road trip around um, the country. And I, I think I had like new way to be human. Um in, in my like disc man or something. I just, so I had these like memories of Switchfoot. Um, and, but learning to breathe, I just remember when it came out, I think I actually went to like the CD release show of that as well. Um, I want to say it was at like your Belinda friends church in California, like forever ago. That might be wrong. Some Switchfoot uh, his, historian is going to be like, no, actually it was, the, um, but that feels right. And I just remember like popping that CD in and like, obviously dare you to move. It's like, Oh, okay. This song's insane. Like it's so good. And then, um, but learning to breathe, I think that song just, I really just connected to, I just, and I love it like musically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like one of my favorite Tim songs. Like I'm a ba- I play bass. And so like hearing that, um, was really fun. And, Another reason why I picked that song was, so there was, when I was on tour with Switchfoot, there was a, I forget when it was, but there was some kind of like family emergency that Tim had to go home for, for a couple shows. And they were trying to figure out if they could do it. Um, And I think we were on tour with Copeland at the time, another great band that, whose records are great. Um, And so they split up the bass playing duties between Copeland's guy and our guitar tech. 
and me. So like we figured out if we, if we could do it. So it was like, I think like BD, the guitar tech, he played a few songs. I think it was Aaron or I forget who was out with Copeland playing bass or James was playing bass. I think still with them. He played a couple songs and then I played like the rest of the set. Um, or, and then they, they started out where I think like Drew played a couple bass songs on bass. Um, but I just made sure I'm like, I want to play learning to breathe. Cause like, that's my favorite song. So I like, I have these like vivid memories of like loving that song and loving the bass in that song specifically. And then like getting to play a couple shows with them yeah. and playing that song. It was just this like weird full circle <laughs> thing. And I just love like the lyrics of it and just the production of it. It sounds great. And it's like dated in that early two thousands. Like, I mean, I say dated in like a positive way. Like I love it. Like it just sounds so good. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I just, that's one of my favorite songs. So, yeah, musically, I think Switchfoot has a lot of these like iconic intros. You know, you think of Meant to Live, Dare You to Move, Where I Belong, mm -hmm. Come to Mind, yeah. but this one too, like with those first chords come on, it's like, it's it's one of those songs that I can't and will not skip over, you know, when I hear oh, those yeah. chords. But I also feel like this album really solidified Switchfoot's uh, career. Like they were coming off a little bit of success for New Age of Human. Mm -hmm. This album came out before i walked to remember but since there was four or five switchfoot songs on the track a lot of fans then work backwards like who is this band they go back and totally. look at you know these albums so they were getting yeah. a lot of new fans and i think that helped them gain some steam ahead of you know the big launch of the beautiful letdown so totally it's pretty cool to to see that trajectory but um what about lyrically you know this one is special to me you know the the, the chorus itself, I'm learning to breathe, learning to crawl, finding that you and you alone can break my fall. Uh, and the pre-chorus, like it's very simple, but you know, this is the way I, I say I need you. This is the way I say mm -hmm. I love you. This is the way I say I'm yours. Um, what are some of your lyrics that come to mind from this one? Yeah, I mean, all of that, it's, it's, uh, I think, so you know, that record came out in what, like 2000? Is that right? I believe so. Learn yeah. to breathe. Yeah. Yep. So I would have been, gosh, 17. When that came out, is that right? Yeah, born in '83. Yeah, so <laughs> I can do math. Um, so I was like 17. So obviously, like in high school, you're kind of like figuring out who you are. You know, like finding your identity, whether it be just in general or like with faith or whatever. And so I think just lyrically, that it just like perfectly hit home for me. Um, and even like like the rest of that record too it just i think it's just thematically i've always been because because john i think john's like a couple like three or four years older than me um so i think it's just like perfectly fit for kind of like whatever he was thinking three or four years ago whenever he was writing those songs and by the time they get produced and made and put out it's kind of like hitting me like i'm yeah. just like the perfect amount behind him so like uh yeah like even even like um some super acoustic i'm like blank i'm being a bad switchfoot fan right now i'm blanking on what song it was it's on the way to be human it's like just his like song about girls or something like that i forget what it was um whatever i just remember like learning how to play that song on guitar and i'm like this song is for me you know just like and so it's i I, me I remember making that connection at some point like that whenever i get a new switchfoot song or switchfoot album to hear i'm always like right in the perfect headspace to kind of hear mm -hmm. that whether it be like about girls or this kind of like finding yourself and like 
figuring out who you are or what, or even like later on, like with um, John's just kind of like, like justice, more like anthemic kind of like big songs like that, just kind of feeling a different way about like um, the church or like, or what, like, you know, so it's, it's, it's been, it's so cool and interesting to kind of always be in, ready, ready for whatever the content is of, of a record. Yeah. And there's so many people that, that that's why they say they've been like the soundtrack of their life because mm -hmm. they make you think and they, they've got lighthearted and songs and deep songs and all these different sounds. And it's just like totally perfect for a lot of uh, life stages that we're yeah. going through. So, yeah. And, and especially mine because they legitimately were part of my life, like, and kind of putting me on the trajectory that I'm on now. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think around that time too, you were, because that tour that, that we had them with, I remember walking to the green room and John was playing um, White as Snow from his upcoming solo on his Mac mm. or whatever. Oh, nice. See, seeing all of you kind of like almost like giving feedback or just like, oh, this is really cool coming out here pretty soon. And so yeah. I don't know if you remember some of the some of that insight as well when those solo EPs were coming out. Man, I, I and the after show, the after show became a thing. after shows. Oh yeah, that was that was such a, a thing. Um, and I'm I'm sure all the the solo EPs and stuff were kind of born out of that those those after shows and stuff. And again, it's just because he does write so many songs that, and he had such like a, a place for all of them too, whether it be like Fiction Family or solo solo stuff or whatever. Um, and that was just fun too. I I just always felt so like um honored that they like involved me in kind of the making of because I did all the album packaging and photos for the solo stuff like the vinyl packaging and everything yeah like he's I I don't I don't remember specifically that backstage or or stuff like that just because I think I've been in a few thousand backstages now at this point um but I I enjoy that they they were always very like collaborative in and that sort of stuff. And um, they're, they're just like such like a, a smart band too. Like I remember when they like bought and built their space in San Diego, like their headquarters or whatever. I was like, oh, this is cool. It's kind of like their, their like spot like that. And um, that's like such a thing now that like a lot of bands do. I mean, I'm, I'm in the Stapleton one right now is where I'm doing this interview because it just, it makes so much sense to kind of have like a home base where you can record and do stuff. And especially, I mean, during the pandemic, even like this was like our safe space to like come and like be around our people that we know were good. And, um, but like with them, it was just so smart because they're all this money they could be spending on recording studios or storage, or all that stuff. Like they were always just like, I think thinking ahead in like a really smart way. And it just proves to the longevity of their band and how long they've been going. And yeah. And my There's, hope is, you know, having that space will allow them to never stop. So you let them know, yeah. never stop because you got your own space. You know, even if you don't tour, you can put out music, right, guys? <laughs> well, because it's, I mean, that's that's what's genius is like they have all, like they have their the spot where they could just make their records because I know they've, I'm sure they work in other studios here and there, but they always will have that to do stuff. And I remember they've, they've made like full records there before. Um, so it was, that was very uh, forward thinking of them. I think. Yeah. 
often on these episodes, I share some of the things that John said way back when the song came out, um, mm -hmm. when it was fresh. Um, yeah. And what I love is regardless of the listener, whether you believe everything John believes or not, you know, he says things so elo eloquently mm -hmm. and with such respect for others that I, I think you can always appreciate it. But for sure. He said, I've been through a lot of growth this past year, learning of my deep needs and of my, hu my own human depravity. Um, deeper than all this is Christ's love for me. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. Uh, this is the spiritual world that we have been called to, and the kingdom of the heavens is here. We are learning to breathe in the atmosphere of grace. And then there was another time he was talking about just the complexity of life, and he said, the life of a human is so much more complex than breathing. We are learning to breathe in the atmosphere of grace. So I thought that was beautiful as always. And as someone who has traveled with Switchfoot for years and saw countless shows, interviews, jam sessions, after shows, mm -hmm. everything in between, um, anything you can remember that like this is something I learned about or appreciated from just this idea of like I'm learning to breathe. Like we don't have all the answers in life. We're learning as we go. <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah, I, I always loved how John was always questioning and always wanting to try and figure stuff out. Um, and it, it, it didn't have to be this perfect cookie cutter, Christian, perfect outward facing like thing. He was just always kind of questioning and wanting to learn and wanting to figure it out. Um, and I, and, and even just like as a pastor's kid, like for him, I'm, and like, even like knowing his dad too, like I could totally see him being like that, where he's just like always wanting to, even though he's obviously coming from like being a pastor's kid in this like religious background, like always trying to question and learn and figure out, um, even if that could be like hard or difficult, I guess. Um, and I think he, that's, I think that's why he's such a good songwriter too, is that he works all that out through his songs mm -hmm. um and does it like really well <laughs> um and i just i i any anytime like someone talks about like like good songwriters he's just like one of the first ones i think of just because he he says a lot in a little and it's in like i mean that and like he can be asking the biggest craziest questions but then it still comes back to like a point of like just love and wonder and like faith and trying to just figure it out. Cause like being a human is super weird. And the older I get, the more I kind of realize that um, like, I'm going to be 40 years old in January. Like that's insane. Um, but just like thinking about aging and getting older and like, I can imagine him like asking questions and figuring it all out or trying to figure it all out throughout the years. And it's, I, yeah, I, I commend him. Yeah. All, all of them but just because he's the main lyricist i guess yeah those are good thoughts yeah it's really some of those things that i reflect on the song in particular just that idea of constant growth constant learning um and uh the how how beautifully he he puts everything which is awesome mm -hmm. but yeah i know uh, i i saw even uh not too long ago a, a tweet from you saying how grateful you were for for switchfoot to help jumpstart your career. Um, I can also say though, that longtime Switchfoot fans are grateful for you and your work that you did over the years. And, and now what you've continued to do with other artists. So we appreciate it. We also appreciate the time that you took to come on and, and chat with us. So. Oh, of course. Thanks. I mean, 
thanks so much for, I mean, all the Switchfoot fans. I, I still, like, no matter where I go, a, a random Switchfoot fan will come up to me every now and then and be like, man, I used to watch those podcasts, like, all the time. And um, it's just always so much fun. It's, it's like my wife's favorite thing whenever someone comes up and, like, <laughs> says that because she just is like, wait, what? That's so awesome. Um, but, no, it's the Switchfoot fans are, like, some of the best fans just because they're, all, like, so like thoughtful and so um generous and yeah and i mean that just comes from like the guys like they're just the best dudes um mm -hmm. it's been it's been too long since i've seen them every every time they like see that they're like coming through nashville or something i'll try and like text them or see i mean usually i'm on tour or something but we're i always try to see them whenever i can but yeah they're just the best and i i legitimately have my whole career and life because of them um so i will forever be um indebted and grateful for them indebted to and grateful for them i had to phrase that right love it well keep up the great work uh i'm gonna play a little audio of the song uh, as we wrap up here and actually this is one they did this song at anaheim stadium many many years ago and john hits a high note in the bridge of the song that i've never heard him do ever again oh, wow. it's so good so um, that's how we'll end the show today playing that. I do love, love that this song fades out too. I love a fade out song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I guess one more thing too, andybaron.com, right? There's two R's in Baron. Uh, check that out. Check out the photos. Also, you're on social media at Andy yep. Baron. It's very simple. So check it all out. <laughs> and I'm not the one who shoots Burning Man photos in Reno. <laughs> <laughs> Full, Full circle. circle. Yep, there we go. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks so much. This is a way that I say I love you. This is a way that I say I love you. And this is a way that I say I'm yours. This is